the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. You've got BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN, and we're happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber, as he joins us each and every Wednesday here on the show. Kerbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. Uh, I want to start with the obvious from last night's game. 0 for 4 on the power play uh, once again. We talked about this earlier today. Blues are 2 for 28 on the power play in their losses so far this year. Are, are you seeing any kind of trend there or is is it something new that's popping up with the with the power play that's gone wrong uh, no I would I would well I don't know what no I'd say the trend is it just isn't very good right I mean there yeah they, they were they, they were they were very positive uh, after the last couple games they got a couple power play goals you feel like it's starting to move in the right direction. But that was a game yesterday where clearly the power play would have won you a hockey game. Um, it, it would have put the pressure on the Minnesota Wild, would have had them doubting themselves in the end. Um, and, and it didn't work. And you can talk about chances all you want. You can talk about uh, opportunities. You can talk about post hit. And, yeah, it, you're close. So there, there's things knocking on the door. But that doesn't get you the two points that you needed against a team that was nine points below you in the standings. You know, and and it could have it could have been a difference maker, and it just wasn't. So, there is the optimistic look and the positivity of saying, "Well, we went over four, nothing you can do about it now. Got to go back to work and try the next game." And yes, that's that's a hundred percent true. But the the bad power play totals right now, or the lack of success on the power play, um, is one of the issues why the Blues aren't. You know, maybe in second or third place in this division, to be honest with you, versus fourth. Curbs, does it feel like that the power play is just too predictable when they set up plays? Oh, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I mean, again, go back and look, and that that bar, if it goes bar down rather than bar up last night on Tory Krug, we're talking about a power play goal in a tie game and maybe an overtime game, right? Um, I don't know that it's too predictable. What you don't see is you don't see clean plays. Um, there were some opportunities. Robert Thomas had some passes in the middle to Butch Navich. I think Butch Navich had one. Maybe it was Thomas to neighbors. And then, you know, they're just whiffing on it. And this is a play that they practice over and over and over and over again. The puck maybe being on its end, uh, the puck not flat. Uh, trying to force passes then after a couple don't go your way. You think you're going to sneak one through and the penalty killing of these other teams are just too good. Even the bad penalty killing is just too good for those kind of plays. So 
I, I think to me it's just cleaner plays, Alex. And and then I also think that at some point somebody has to have just even a much greater shooting mentality. You had two power play, you two shots on the first power play, two on the second. You know, and, and basically you average two shots per power play that you had last night. Um, and what you just don't see is somebody in a position like when the pass comes up to Krug or Falk or Perunovic, they're just not in a spot either the pass isn't where it needs to be or they're not where they need to be to just one-time the thing. And if, if you don't – you're not going to score tap-ins on the power play and be successful at 20 25%. You've got to get one-timers through, and that's something that they'll continue to work on. Curb, so far this year, Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas have combined for over 130 minutes on the power play. So basically, a little more than two games on the power play. They have zero goals on 21 shots on that unit. What are you seeing from those two specifically? Well, I don't think that Robert Thomas, I don't look at Robert Thomas as a shooter. I think for him, you're looking for a lot more of those assists on the power play. Uh, and for Jordan Cairo, I, I don't even know that it's just the power play. I think it's the, I, I think it's the, it, it's the all-around play. Uh, Thomas is shooting the puck, I think, because teams are realizing that he likes to pass, and so he's finding lanes to shoot it, and he's getting the shot off. But uh, sometimes it, it's not coming from say inside the dots where where it's better. Uh, and and then it's, he's just not able to look guys off right now for whatever reason. The teams are, are defending that pass really well. So uh, it's it's not really just one guy. Uh, statistically, some numbers I think are going to look skewed for a lot of them. BK, I, uh, it, it really is the whole unit. And then it's both units. Now, you look at the, the, the first unit, for example, in the first power play last night. Had some really good looks, had some chances. You're not going to score on every one of them. I get it. It just feels like you need to score more often when you haven't scored in a while. But then the second unit comes on, and three soft plays just trying to get it over the line and not really getting it in hard, and that second unit had no chances in 30 seconds. So it's kind of a combination of all those little things that have got to start clicking right at that power play is going to be a difference maker. Curbs, I talked about this on post game last night and I looked back. So two times since October 27th, Cairo has been on the line with Thomas and Buchnevich. Other than that, you're talking about it's been Kapanen, it's been Saad, it's been neighbors. Is that problematic for the blues? If, if Cairo and Thomas don't mesh together on a line? No, I don't think so because I think, if you're going to be a mean team, and I mean mean in terms of an offensive threat, you've got to have depth, I think, at least easily one through three on your lines. Uh, so I actually think that, you know, having Cairo down where they had him with Hayes, you know, and having some, some different looks led to success over the last couple of games. So for me, uh, I don't think it's paramount or critical that those two have to play together. Sometimes that just does not work. Uh, but – they do have to be productive on the lines that they're on. Robert Thomas has found a way to be pretty productive this season. And look, guys, 70 points for Jordan Cairo for a third straight year would be fantastic. But 70 points at minus 39 is no good, right? Uh, if, if you get 60 points and you're plus 15, 20, you're going to be winning a lot more hockey games. So this is one of those seasons. The only thing I'd say, I just, I just caution and, and let the season roll for how it's going to roll because I think the all-around play of Jordan Cairo has been better this year than we have th- than we saw last year. And there's still going to be some inconsistencies, some ups and downs. Uh, th- there's going to be these moments where he is clearly fighting the puck like he is now one-on-one. 
But um, I still think he's having a better season this year than he did last year. Totally agree with you on that. And, Curbs, this is the final question that I've got for you. We're talking to Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, for just another minute or two here on 101 ESPN. I know a lot of our conversation has probably skewed a little more negative today because last night they lost the game. But overall, we're now a quarter of the way into the year. The Blues are over 500. As of today, they would be in the playoffs if the season were to end today. And if you told me all of that before the season, I would have hit the button to sign up for it because that, that'd that be a pretty nice way to start out the year. So all things considered, it's it's been mostly a success for the Blues, I would say, to start out the year. When you look around the Western Conference, though, Curbs, and you look at the other teams around the Blues— do you think that the, this middle portion of the, the West is softer than you expected it to be? Not that I expected it to be. Um, I, I think actually this middle portion is right almost where you thought it would be. Hmm. Just a few games over 500, um, looking for you know some kind of consistency. Look at the run that Nashville's gone on now to be just one point behind the Blues, having won five or six in a row. They started off really uh, poor. You saw some of the positives last night from Minnesota. But what you've seen with this entire middle group, not just the West but in the East as well, is those inconsistencies there. I I think when you look at the number of teams you would consider to be in transition or maybe trying to take that step from the middle third to the top third, uh, you you expected this muddled middle. And, and, And that's a good thing. Now, I don't ever penalize the team. Or say, well, you should be better because these other teams aren't good. You just got to play with whatever the season presents you, right? And I think from the first 20 games, I think it's a tremendously positive thing that the Blues are frustrated that they're not in one of those top three spots. Because if you look at just a win over Minnesota last night and a win over San Jose, which to me are the two disappointing games of the year so far, to me, that that, that actually has you in the third place spot in this Central Division right now. So... I look at that whole thing, and I think you're pretty satisfied. I interviewed Braden Shen for Curbside a couple of days ago. Um, they think it's been a good start. He knows that there's a lot of room for improvement, and they, they, they've shown that they can be competitive as a team. So now it's taking that to the next consistent level. And you'll just take it 10 games at a time and 20 games at a time. And I think the first 20 games for the St. Louis Blues that has you in a playoff spot is a pretty good start to this season, considering that, Let's face it. I mean, the, the, even upper management called this a transition year. Sure. Yeah, this, you're striving to make the playoffs, but it's a transition year. And, if, man, if you get in, that's huge. He's Chris Kerber. You'll hear him on the call tomorrow night between the Blues and the Buffalo Sabres as the Blues return back home to the Enterprise Center. You can also hear him on Curbside. We talked about it. He talked to Braden Shen. He also talked to Craig Berube. Some exclusive interviews that you can find over at the website right now. 101ESPN.com. The free 101 ESPN app is where you can go to find them. They are put out the morning after every single Blues game. So it's well worth your time. Curbside. K-E-R-B. Side. It's available for you now on 101ESPN.com. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. We'll talk with you again next week. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. We'll see you at the rink tomorrow. Have a good day.